welcome back to a beautiful life. I am your host, Amanda. I am sorry I was absent last week. I don't know what happened. The week just kind of passed by and I did not even notice. Um, but I wanted to get back into today's podcast episode talking about fatigue. Um, I feel like this is a really important topic. Obviously, fatigue is an issue that needs to be dealt with, whether it's just getting more sleep or it's trying to find out what the underlying issue is because there are certain health issues that can cause fatigue. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of people with just chronic fatigue, like they're constantly tired and nothing they do ever changes their fatigue level. So rather getting in, rather than getting into all of the health needs and health concerns that can cause fatigue and how to naturally reverse that, I kind of wanted to focus in on what today's topic is, is should you exercise when you have no energy? What should you do when you have just no energy at all? Now, I believe we've talked briefly about energy and how to boost energy levels in a previous episode. Um... If I haven't, obviously, I will revisit it at a later date. But again, I didn't really want to talk about how you can boost your energy levels because, like I said, I feel like we've already talked about it. So I really want to focus in on what fatigue is regarding your daily exercise routine and should you exercise when you are fatigued. So with this, as with every question that I pose on my podcast, um, Every question that I pose on my podcast pretty much does have multiple answers with it. Um, there's no one size fits all for anything that we talk about on here, which means that there's no one answer for just a simple, what seems like a simple question. So to begin with, I'm going to ask an additional question. Have you slept well the night before? Is your lack of energy due to lack of sleep? This is a question I ask all of my clients when we go through consultations. The reason why is because so many people are not getting the sleep that they need. And that is super important. This I know we've talked about in the past, getting enough sleep, how it boosts your um, mood levels, how it boosts your energy levels, but also how it strengthens your immune system. So if this is the issue, then my advice for you regarding exercise is to support your body in that lack of sleep through adrenal support and maybe a nap. I know there are people out there who do not like a nap. I can tell you that if you don't like a nap, just closing your eyes for like 20 to 30 seconds is enough to just restart your brain a little bit to give you just a little bit more energy to get through the day. It's called a power nap. It's actually very, very, very helpful. Um, I have to drive all the way up north about an hour to get through to my job on Thursdays and it knocks me out. So before my class, I always close my eyes for a little bit, get a little bit of a power nap, and then I have the energy I need to get through my class. Now, I don't ever really recommend to any of my clients that they do any intense exercise after a night of poor sleep. What I'm seeing um, with a lot of fitness professionals and people even who like exercising and want to stick to their schedules is that they will push through their lack of sleep and their fatigue and do their exercise routine anyway. The reason why this is not something I recommend is because your lack of energy could quite possibly cause an injury 
due to poor concentration levels, which can lead to improper form. Now, if you're working with a trainer, they will help you prevent that. But still, your brain is not completely functioning because it's still tired. It's, it's functioning off of half the amount of energy than it normally should. So it's important to allow that to rest. Your body needs rest. But it also puts undue stress on the body in an already at-risk fatigued state. So if you're doing an intense cardio routine or you're even doing stationary biking or you're running on a treadmill or you know whatever you're doing that's intense exercise, especially if you're doing weight training, you are already at, a, at risk for injury because your body is so fatigued. So I highly recommend that you avoid intense exercise if you have not slept well the night before. This includes anyone with insomnia. Um, you really have to deal with the insomnia issue. What is causing your insomnia? Reverse it before you start an intense workout routine. It's also going to really be very, very hard on your adrenals because when you're not getting enough sleep, your adrenals are already functioning at a low capacity. So making sure you support them when you know you haven't had enough sleep. But if you have insomnia, again, your adrenals are all over the place. Your serotonin and melatonin levels are all over the place. They're low. You're not really producing enough of that. So that needs to be fixed because if you intensely exercise when you are you excuse me, your adrenals are already shot or not working at full capacity, you could make them even worse. So it's important to really, really deal with that underlying state first before you start your workout routines. So the best type of exercise you can do is low intensity. Um, I recommend body weight exercises, something really, really simple. Pilates or even a stretch flow. Stretch flows are honestly my go-to when I haven't slept well. When you don't have energy, it's kind of hard to force your body to move or do anything. So it's important that you don't overly stress your body and stretch flows are perfect for that. Just doing a really, really quick warm up just to get your blood flowing and your body warm. And then going through some of maybe your favorite stretches to increase your flexibility and get your joint synovial fluid moving and all that stuff. It's really important. So don't overly stress your body because it can actually lead to lower energy levels after your initial endorphin boost. You might feel energy right after a workout, but I've often found that if you're already tired, you do an intense workout routine, you'll feel a boost of energy for maybe 30 minutes to an hour, and then you tend to crash pretty hard afterward, harder than you normally would. So regular exercise can actually help balance healthy sleep levels, but over-exercising can create insomnia issues, especially if you're exercising after five. In fact, I would go so far as to say after four o'clock p.m., you don't want to exercise after that time because it, you know, regular exercising at that time or later can cause insomnia because it's raising those endorphin levels and those happy hormones and it lowers melatonin. So... Just don't make it a habit. Every once in a while is okay, but habit forming at that time. I don't know how you guys exercise that late. I could never. So those extra energy levels will disrupt your proper sleep schedule, and that's just not something you want to do. 
having no energy means that you just need to adjust your sleep schedule and again for those of you with insomnia this can be really difficult so it's important to find out what can boost your serotonin and melatonin levels in your brain um, I don't believe we talked about this in a previous episode so I definitely want to revisit this but if you are finding like the majority of people that I see that are having sleep issues, they'll go to bed okay, but then they'll wake up at around 3 a.m. and not be able to fall back asleep. That is a problem that I had for about a month, or not a month, a month ago for about a week or two in a row, and it was wreaking havoc on my body. And I found that dark cherries, dark sweet cherries actually increase serotonin levels, which increase melatonin levels. Um, that really helped. If I had some dried sweet cherries before bed and I, I saw a huge difference, that's just one thing. I mean, there's other things that you can do. But getting enough sleep at night, as you already know, is one of the most important ways to improve your immune system, your hormones, which will control your sleep schedule and cognitive function. You want to be thinking clearly throughout the day. So, Here's another question. I'm going to pose another question. Are your energy levels low because of an underlying health condition? If the answer is yes, then exercise really needs to be limited and you need to tre tread carefully into that area. Why? Because certain health conditions, especially those that deal with fatigue, need to be very carefully dealt with and they need to be dealt with with a specialized trainer. I'm not saying that you shouldn't exercise because movement is super important, just that you need to be careful and if needed, consult your doctor or health specialist for recommendations based on that health condition. If you know you have a health condition, obviously it's important to get your doctor's recommendation on what types of movement you should be doing. But if you don't know if you have a health condition, it might be a good idea for you to check into that maybe get some blood panels done, have a functional medicine practitioner look at those blood panels and see if anything's going on with like your thyroid or your adrenals or something like that. So here's a couple more questions, moving forward a little bit quicker now. Do you drink a lot of caffeine? A lot of people do. And do you eat a lot of sugar or processed foods? Now, thankfully the processed foods um, craze, I guess you wanna, I guess we can call it that, has been, lowered, I guess. Not really the word I would use, but a lot more people are going more for fresh foods. They're moving away from highly processed foods, things with lots of sugar, lots of sodium. So that's a good thing. But what do you think the best solution should be for both of those two questions? Obviously a diet change. Less caffeine would be your number one thing. If you're drinking a lot of caffeine, which again, a lot of people do without kind of knowing it sometimes. I usually recommend one to two cups a day. So when I get a client who is struggling gut-wise or struggling hormonally, or they are super fatigued, I will ask them about their caffeine intake. And a lot of people that I will have come into my, my nutrition programs, they'll be drinking two to three cups of coffee a day. That does not include any other sources of caffeine. 
So what I have them do is cut down slowly. Obviously, you don't want to go cold turkey on coffee. And again, we've mentioned this before. If you're, if you're drinking organic coffee, you shouldn't have any addictions or withdrawal symptoms. So I have them go ahead and switch to organic coffee if they're not drinking it already and cut down to one to two cups per day only. And then eventually, once they start feeling their energy levels rise, once things get more balanced, they don't have to rely on coffee so much anymore. So then I cut it down even further eventually. And sometimes this takes like two to three months to get to three to four cups of coffee per week. I know that sounds crazy, but it's really possible to get that. And I would even go so far as to say three to cup, three to four cups of caffeine. That could be tea. It could be coffee. Please don't drink Red Bull. <laughs> please, please don't. Um, but any kind of thing that, any kind of drink that has caffeine in it, three to four cups a week. So that should be your goal. Really cut down on the caffeine. Even if you have one cup of coffee per day, or if you have two shots of espresso per day, you're still cutting on the caffeine a little bit so that your body isn't as reliant on it. And then of course, adjusting to eating more fresh foods, lean proteins, lots of fruits and vegetables, healthy fats, all that good stuff, and really try to cut down on your processed food consumption. We're all human and we crave stuff. I have a huge sweet tooth, so I crave sugar a lot. In fact, right now, I could go for a chocolate chip cookie. So we're not going to completely cut out sugar and processed foods from our diet, but cutting back so that you have maybe one to two splurges per week is going to make a huge difference on your overall health and your fatigue issues. And the reason why fatigue kind of plays into caffeine, because... I know I didn't really talk about that. Again, going back to if you're drinking regular coffee, not organic coffee, it's full of chemicals and those chemicals can actually make you very, very tired. They can lead to fatigue. And the more caffeine you drink, the more of a diuretic you are having. So you're probably dehydrated. Drinking more water is going to be really, really important to keep your fatigue levels at a minimum. Um, keep your energy levels up, I guess is a better way to word that. So always supplement your coffee with one cup of water afterward, eight ounces, so that you make sure you can combat the diuretics of the coffee or the caffeine, whatever you're drinking. But yeah, lots of caffeine can cause really bad fatigue, especially if you're drinking it to keep your fatigue levels up. Uh, I mean, down... <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying fatigue, energy, energy levels. <laughs> um, the more caffeine you drink, the less energy you will have. Even though you will have a spike immediately, it's kind of like the exercise, you'll have that endorphin high, but then you'll have a crash later, which is why people drink up to three cups a day. So, you know, I kind of went in a circle twice there, but I hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say. So... It isn't really a good idea to exercise when you're hyped up on coffee anyway because it can actually spike your adrenaline and make you jittery. So the reason why caffeine gives some of us energy is because it will spike that adrenaline and if you exercise on that, it can make you jittery and it can make that adrenaline worse. So just be careful with that. So finally, I'll close out this episode with one more thing. What is your thought process going into a workout? Is it more... I got to exercise today because I want to stay on schedule and it's my plan and it's my goal for 2022. 
Or is it more, I should get moving to encourage a healthy body? If it's the former, you might want to change your perspective just a little bit because movement every day, instead of pushing through a workout, just because it's the day you set aside to do workouts and just because it's your goal for the year is going to hugely alter how you view movement and exercise. If you don't have the energy you need to get through an intense workout or cardio, you need to listen to your body and do something slow. Move your body. Whatever that might mean to you, it could be taking a walk outside with your dog, it could be a gentle bike ride around the park, it could be playing tennis, it could be just a stretch flow. But whatever makes you feel relaxed and good, that's going to ultimately make you feel better and it will ultimately change your fatigue for the better. You'll have more energy, your body will love you better. because it'll be like, oh, thank you for giving me a break. I needed that today. So what are your thoughts? I'd love to hear what you think about this subject. It is very controversial in the fitness industry, even though it shouldn't be. It's really silly that it is, but I would love to hear what you think about it. If you would like to share, you can either send me audio message through the anchor.fm app, or you can message me directly on Instagram, Facebook, or on my website. Thank you so much for listening. I love sharing these types of topics with you. And as always, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. I will talk to you in my next episode.